He was ever grateful to her, too, for persuading him to let Thomas pursue his desire to go to sea. Let him go, Samuel, and you'll do well. Restrain him, and he'll never be happy, his wife had advised. Her wisdom had paid off. Thomas was a devoted son, frequently sailing out of East Coast ports, but always returning home whenever he could. Jenny's influence had also helped turn Betsy into a loving and charming daughter. Sam's main ambition, once he'd seen his daughter's interest in jewellery, was to leave her in a better position financially than he had been when he'd started out. He wanted to leave her a thriving business, and hoped and prayed that her marriage, whenever it happened, would be as happy as his had been, and that whoever her husband was, he would understand and appreciate her love of the jewellery trade. Now Sam shrugged his shoulders, sighed, and gave Betsy a small smile. Oh, gone are the days when my daughter obeyed her father without question. He held out his hand to her lovingly, and she took it and held it. You are old enough to go away unaccompanied, he said wistfully, regretting the passage of time. And you know the business as well as I. It will be yours one day, after all. Just take care crossing the moors. I will, father. Now I must get ready for tomorrow. He was about to give her more instructions, but held back. He knew she was well able to make all the arrangements herself. A trap would be ready at the coaching inn for her, and she would collect the jewellery and jet from the shop. He nodded his acceptance, and his heart lurched momentarily when he saw the light in Betsy's pale blue eyes beneath thin, arched eyebrows. Oh, so like a mother. The smile that was never far from her full lips revealed perfect white teeth, the gentle curve of her chin hid a determination that he'd been thankful for on a number of occasions when business deals seemed to be turning against them. Her brown hair, which shone like copper whenever the light chose to play upon it, was parted in the centre and drawn smoothly away from her face into a bun at the nape of her neck. Betsy paused at the door, turned, blew her father a kiss, and was gone. She went upstairs to her room, chose her bonnet and cape, and in a few minutes was leaving Wellclose Square to head down Skinner Street and Flowergate to the Angel Inn, hoping that the May weather would continue like this, clear and mild. It would make her journey across the North York moors much more pleasant. As she approached the inn, the rotund, red-faced landlord greeted her with a jovial smile. Oh, good day, Miss Betsy. I suppose you're here to check all will be ready for you tomorrow. Usual time, Miss? Yes, seven o'clock, if you please. Charlie's checking the trap as we speak. Thank you, Mr. Glazeby. I'll see you tomorrow, then. She hurried away from the building and crossed the river to the shop in Church Street. Good morning, Miss Palmer. Good morning, Toby. Betsy returned their assistant's greeting brightly, wishing the sallow-faced young man of twenty-six did not look as if he carried all the cares of the world on his shoulders. He may look glum, but she knew that there was a dry sense of humour lurking behind his doer expression, and the sharp brain, too, of a man who'd learned the jewellery trade quickly from Samuel, had accepted the responsibility of running the shop efficiently, but had no desire to take on any greater commitments than that. You've put the jewellery together for me, she asked. It's all ready as you ordered.
Packed and secured. Good. And the orders for Jet? There are two workshops still to deliver, but I received their assurances that the items required to fulfil your orders for the Rosedale Miners will be in my hands today. Good. Then I'll pick them up at the usual time in the morning. Very well, miss. Betty started to turn away, but looked back at him. Is Maggie any happier now she's had a month living over the shop? Oh, yes, miss. I suppose it was understandable. Living above ground level was a bit strange for her at first, but she sees the advantages now. Where we were before in Hobson's yard was very cramped, and some of the neighbours were not really our choice. Here we have much more privacy. And, as I pointed out to Maggie, we're much safer with all the bolts and locks on the shop. We were very grateful for the opportunity, and I...